It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Travelers. Hi, Travelers. I'm Danny. <laughs> I'm Bailey. <laughs> I just have one question for you. And that question is... Are they there yet? I didn't know where that one was going. I like didn't a either. <laughs> Hi guys. I'm gonna be honest. I think we've used that one before, at least in some rendition. But I decided that I'm using it. My cryptid may or may not fly. You know, I don't know if I've used it as an intro. I think I used it when we covered the dragons in Iowa. Oh, maybe like within the episode. So that's yeah. fine. So I'm. I I, it it's a loophole. I've used a loophole. A what? A loop. Hole. A loophole. <laughs> a loophole. <laughs> you guys can't see it, and I don't know if you'll ever know the difference. Actually, you might. Um, I think this is the last time I'm recording in this space. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we, is we it because we're much. running out of our free time? What? Is, is it because we're running out of our free time? Or no, just... I mean physically in this room. Uh, I'm oh, wait, yeah. A, a week. <laughs> yeah, that. It's probably about to get real echoey for a little bit. Yeah, probably. Because there's liable just, to be a lack of furniture and it's all hardwood. I kept so. thinking about asking you and then I kept forgetting. Whenever we come for uh, both Pride and Fallout Boy, we will be mm -hmm. not in your usual yep, apartment. Yep, it'll be a different, uh, different address. That shit's crazy. <laughs> I've only known Bailey to live in this apartment. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I've known Bailey different... in several spaces. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it'd be a different address, different location. New Addy, who this? Um, I don't know yet what that's gonna look like. I have been recording, you know, at the bar in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, and the new place doesn't have that. Oh, interesting. And we're not we're not putting a dining table in the dining room. Yeah. So I don't know what flat surface I'll record. Why aren't on. you gonna have a dining table? We're three people in our late teens, early twenties, who don't host anybody. Why do we need a dining table? We're gonna turn Me? that space. <laughs> we're gonna turn that space into like a library study space. Oh, cute. Yeah, it'll be like an extension of the living room. That's so we'll put like the bookshelves and a couple chairs. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have need for a dining table. We all eat at the couch anyway. That's true. <laughs> so even I have I I actively have like a nice, thick wooden heavy ass dining table that seats six motherfuckers, and uh, it's covered in laundry. And the chairs are in here blocking the outlet so my baby doesn't tickle them. <laughs> so yeah no you're valid <laughs> i like the idea of having like family dinners at the dining table it just doesn't really pan out that way i usually just push over some laundry while i eat with my baby mm -hmm. she eats in her chair so she has her own little table in front of her i'd rather have, have like extra like lounge like chairs that we can pull into like the living room yeah like a good like a good amount of like surfaces like side tables coffee table and mm -hmm. chairs you know yeah, yeah, that works. Plus, usually when I eat at your home, I'm sitting on the floor at a coffee table. 
Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to finally get rid of this coffee table, too. I'm near it right now. The legs are coming off. Oh. <laughs> it was a good $25, and it lasted for the $25 worth of a year. So it, it's fine. Yeah. It, does not, it does not bother me. <laughs> Goodbye. We the paint is coming up. The paint is coming up because I was trying to, like, take my, like, manicure off, and I got acetone on mm. it. So... <laughs> It's just kind of falling apart. I think I bought it from, like I said, Amazon for like 25 bucks. So Yeah. Valid. One more thing. I will say I tried those. Uh, <laughs> I know that we're eventually going to get into this episode. I have tried those. So I know. Okay. I'm not good at painting my nails. I'm decent at painting my nails. I'm better at like shaping them and taking care of like the health of my nail. Mm-hmm. But I'm not very good at painting them uh, or like styling them. So I got those like <laughs> gel stickers, essentially, you know, Yeah. and yeah, yeah. Um, I did them and like, they're fine. It might be a user error. They kind of suck. So anyone who's thinking to do them, I think they work better on, I prefer an almond shaped nail or like a slightly pointed kind of almond shapey yeah, type yeah. nail. I like rounded nails. I've always hated square nails that like texture of that sharp edge. No, absolutely not. Um, so I feel as though that these would work a lot better on a not rounded nail shape. So heads up to anyone who's thinking about doing those like little sticker gel thingies. Mm. Probably if you have a rounded shape, you might want to be a little bit more skilled than I. My current nails are square, but that's because I got them on my natural nail. Mm-hmm. And I, I, they just weren't long enough to do an almond. I prefer an almond if they're long enough. But mine are square yeah. right now. And I'll send you a picture of mine. They're really long right now. <laughs> mine are not. And I'm missing half of my pinky like nail. Um, oh. Like the whole Why? nail. Uh, can we not talk? Uh, I fell down the stairs. <laughs> Bailey, again? <laughs> no, no. This is the one. This is the same accident back in February. Oh. <laughs> um, and I landed on my hand. You know, it tore the nail up from the nail bed. Um, and so finally, like the dead nail, just I finally like clipped it off. So I have half of a nail. Ah, uh, and then I just broke another one yesterday, and it really hurts. So I think underneath the dip, the actual nail is cracked too. Ouch! But I am out of acetone, so I need to go to Walmart today. Yeah. I'm gonna get. Uh, I've decided that I'm forcing my husband for Mother's Day to get me there's this brand called the manicurist and it's like a plant-based gel type mm. situation and i really want to work i think gel is probably like the healthiest for your nail like the the probably the thickest and healthiest that you can get like thick wise because like yeah you know like dip isn't really great for your nails and um no i think like keep are pretty breaking. terrible for your nails <laughs> i think mine keep like breaking after a certain wear because yeah. it's dip and my like nails are just like so thin yeah i do think though i'm gonna take this one off i'm gonna go to probably walmart today and try to get these nails off Mm um i really don't want to go to the nail salon i can't really afford it right now i also just it's not my favorite experience it's not my favorite experience in the world either i hate interacting with people Um, (laughs) and people touching me while i have to like talk to you know (laughs) I will probably do press-ons for a little bit, just because I think mm. I have a couple boxes laying around. Yeah. Um, I hate press-ons, too. <laughs> they're not my favorite. I'm decent at them. 
Um, and I can yeah. make them last for about a week I'm and a half. I'm so bad at pretzels. They will pop off that day. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing mm. wrong. <laughs> uh, I think, though, I might invest in, like, an actual, like, gel kit with, like, the lamp. That with the little cured. light. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be my plan, too. And we can do each other's nails, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> my anyway. tattoo artist does it. And I was like, you know what? I'm impressed. I'm inspired i want to like get into it like even if i'm just doing like a couple of people's like friends nails for like mm. five bucks for like supplies <laughs> you know like i don't even care i kind of just want to get into it it's it, it's fun it's relaxing it's soothing and i think i would be pretty good at nail art on other people on myself it's a fucking shit show but on other people yeah. i think i could do it but yeah anywho we were in new york <laughs> <laughs> eight minutes into the episode <laughs> at least it's not 20 this time <laughs> no welcome to new york welcome to new york new york Concrete jungle. okay we'll stop singing um it's <laughs> a really good song <laughs> there's a lot of songs about new york there's a lot of there things about new york yeah. um mostly about new york city which is unfortunately i was trying to avoid a lot of like new york city facts mm -hmm. but when you type in facts about new york that's what you get is new york Most city facts the city yeah um so let's just list you some facts mostly about fact. the city but i do have some facts about the state i have a fact about the the state my mommy is from she was born in upstate new york nice love you mom <laughs> that always sounds so pretentious that yeah <laughs> i'm from upstate. new york upstate, upstate. new york <laughs> but it is it's upstate <laughs> yeah yeah. So I was I was born in mid state Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it is like say this I like I normally tell people for, I'm from like central mm -hmm. Arkansas. I live in exactly. northwest Arkansas right now. That's it's just the what they thing. call like it. Yeah. Location identifier because you can't say I'm from New York because a lot of people are like, so New York City? Yeah. And you're like Manhattan, nope, there's a, Brooklyn. There's a lot Bronx. of other places. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, speaking of New York City, um, it is the most populous city in the United States. You know, which I believe that. Which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, yep, that I get it. Oh my god, another fact of Danny fact about New York. I have never been to New York, but I was supposed to go in January of 2022, <laughs> and I'm still pissed off about it. I had we had everything paid for, everything planned, like tickets booked. It was we were going like two days in two days and i tested positive for fucking covid it's the only time i've had covid we did get refunded for everything we uh we were gonna see um patty lapone in something i think company god it was gonna be so fucking good <laughs> oh my god i'm so pissed off bailey anyway continue <laughs> i have been to new york city fuck you <laughs> <laughs> um George Washington was sworn in as president mm -hmm. in New York City. Yeah. Um, however, New York City was never the capital, I don't think, mm -hmm. of the United States. Um, Niagara Falls falls on the border of New York and Canada, which is really confusing because I don't think I could have told you where Niagara Falls actually was before, I, just now. I didn't really know. Uh, for a large part of my life, I just assumed that it was in, like, in the United States. Which is silly considering that there's nothing like that in the united states uh, but i just like as, as an american lots of americans have this tendency hi international uh, listeners if you're listening lots of americans have this tendency to believe that america is the only place in the world <laughs> 
And um, Americans are typically raised with that mindset of like, we are superior to everyone and we are the only thing that exists. We are America and we are the only thing. Uh, so I just assumed when I was told about, you know, one of the wonders of the world, Niagara Falls, it, <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, it's in the US. No, I learned like two or three years ago that it is in fact in Canada. And that's all I've known. I've only known that it is in fact in Canada. <laughs> I don't know. I could I, like I think I had I think I knew it was like near the border, mm -hmm. mostly in Canada. I don't know why I thought it was in like, you know, the mid north, like Wisconsin yeah, or something. I, I thought it was. Like I didn't closer, think it was on the eastern not side. East, yeah, closer um, central. Yeah, um, New York was originally called New Amsterdam. The name was changed mm -hmm. to honor um, England's Duke of York. Of course it fucking was. Um, toilet paper was invented by Joseph Gayetti in New York City. So oh, thank, thank you, you, Joseph. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know if it's, if there was like something that predates toilet paper, like a reusable like diaper situation where like there's a reusable cloth, I'm assuming. Um, but I, I feel like, like there's a modern be. toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, they, they're wiping their asses with something <laughs> i would hope i would think you know unless they had like a like a, a prehistoric bidet situation <laughs> what came first yeah honestly i'm not gonna google that um you guys google <laughs> and tell us on our social Let media which we'll tell you what that is later um <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you later wink <laughs> Um, Grand Central Station is the largest railway station in the world. Did I even say that right? Railway station railway in the world. Station. Yeah. yeah. So Grand Central Station. I've been. I've heard of it. Never fucking been. <laughs> I was supposed to. <laughs> I feel like we were only in there for a moment. I think we were trying to. I don't remember if that was actually supposed to be our stop. Or if we like made it our stop so that we could go through Grand Central Station. I'm pretty sure my knowledge of Grand Central Station uh, is confined to the fact that I was supposed to go. And also, I think there's a Criminal Minds episode where someone was like trying to blow up Grand Central Station or something. Like it was, it was crazy. Mm. Uh, but yeah, when I think, I think... Those, <laughs> that's my my knowledge of it. When I think Grand Central, I think of the big mural at the like on the ceiling. There's a mural on the ceiling. It's all the constellations and stuff. Oh, that's pretty. Wish mm -hmm. I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Liberty Island. Um, Liberty, is Liberty, 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 Liberty. Liberty sorry. Island is um, the island that houses the Statue of Liberty. So yes. it's debatable whether or not this is New York or New Jersey. But yes. um, it houses the first hospital in the country. No way. It's what immigrants would pass through. Um, and if oh, they were sick, cool. they would go to... The hospital before Cute. they did enter the country <laughs> they said stop <laughs> wait there hold on yeah. hang on let me pick my phone up because it's buzzing because someone's trying to call the work <laughs> office even though it's a saturday and no one's gonna answer you're not gonna answer <laughs> hell no um the hudson river if you didn't know um flows in two different directions mm-hmm it changes um, its direction depending on the high and low tides um, and tends to reverse twice every 24 hours. That shit's crazy. Water can just do that shit. I hate it. I know, it's weird. Um, New York is the only state to border both the Great Lakes 
and the Atlantic Ocean. Ooh. Big. Big. Lots of water. It is the biggest state on, like, the eastern, um, the yeah. eastern part of the United States. You can tell because you look at, you know, the map and you're like, that one. I know that one. It's the flashlight shaped one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after the Brooklyn Bridge was complete um, mm -hmm. and like was opened um, to the public, um, 21 elephants, 17 camels, and 10 dromedaries crossed the bridge to demonstrate that the bridge was safe and ready for use. So, so what you're telling me is if it wasn't safe and ready for use, lots of elephants and other animals would be falling into the river. So this was done because um, a woman fell from the bridge and caused like a stampede and killed 12 people. Oh. Um, so after this was like, this news kind of came out, everyone was like, someone died on the bridge. So that's unsafe. We shouldn't go on it. Um, so, it, like, they already knew it was ready for, like, public use, but, like, because someone had fallen off of it, everyone was like, I don't want to go on that. It seems unsafe. And they were like, we'll put some elephants on it to prove that it's not. The elephants will tell you. Trust yeah, elephants. elephants. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. So. All right. <laughs> had a whole fucking circus walk on the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Beach. Yeah. Where they got 21 elephants, I don't want to know yeah good question <laughs> that seems like a lot of elephants i haven't even seen more than like two elephants in my lifetime i don't think <laughs> and they have been at zoos obviously i feel like i normally see so, at max four in the exhibit yeah if, for sure and like i i think i've seen like a baby elephant once or twice mm -hmm. but it's usually like two or three to me like full grown elephants yes and they're big ass motherfuckers. You can't just like keep a bunch of the. Where'd they keep them? <laughs> I have no idea. Central Park, probably. Yeah, honestly. Okay, valid. Or at least some of them. I'm sure some of them came from Central Park. Yeah. But then how do you get them from. I don't know like the layout of um, New York, so I don't really know. Well, yeah. How close the Brooklyn Bridge is. Like, back in the day. So. Yeah. Assuming My Central Park was even Bridge. open right then. I don't even. Yeah. I don't know. My knowledge of the Brooklyn Bridge is that uh, in elementary school, they made us do like a physics assignment where we had to build bridges. And I took my inspiration, I think, from the Brooklyn Bridge. And I did fantastic. I think my bridge won. I did a great mm. job. Did you just have to build the bridge? Uh, it was like build the, it was toothpicks. You had to build the bridge out of toothpicks mm -hmm. and glue. And then I think it was like a, you had to uh, drop an egg on it or some shit. Like draw, you had to drop certain things on it and see how much weight it could hold or something. See, ours was like... <laughs> I think we were in teams of four. Mm -hmm. um, oh, we also, oh my God, I just remember, we also had to like price it and ask for, it was like a whole like economical study. <laughs> yes, that's what, that's what I was about to get into yeah. because I think I was the accountant on our team. So I had to like manage fake money and I learned how to write a check because I was like. Oh my God, I might've been the accountant too. They were like, Danny, <laughs> you're smart. <laughs> Do the math. And I was like, I, nope. Yeah, it was like a whole okay. thing where you had like a, you had like your engineer and your accountant. I don't remember what else and it like was. like an architect, but... I think, or something. Yeah. Yeah. You had to build the yeah. bridge, but also like pay for the bridge. <laughs> yeah, you also have to pay for your toothpicks. It was, I don't know. And if you needed that? more toothpicks, you had to pay for more toothpicks. 
And you yeah. have to like ask the city, aka the teacher, for more toothpicks. <laughs> more toothpicks. We need more glue. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was weird. That shit was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. That's all your facts? I love that yep. for you. So, I guess we could talk about creepy cryptids now since that's what the podcast is about. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so, fun sometimes fact, I kind of wish it wasn't. Yeah, you know, sometimes I wish we could just like chat it up the whole time. Um, because here's the thing uh, Bailey and I were supposed to record this episode last night. <laughs> and I, for uh, undisclosed purposes, purposes, reasons, am not feeling good. I do not feel good. And so we didn't end up doing it last night. And we were supposed to do it this morning. It is uh 10 45 in the morning my husband leaves for work at noon so we've got some limited time to do this shit and <laughs> i i was supposed to be up by you know like 9 or 8 30 to do my research because i hadn't yet and so i you know woke up at 9 40 <laughs> and said i'm not gonna put this off anymore just give me 20 minutes bailey <laughs> so that being said this research is not my best <laughs> I'm all I made sure all the information is there but usually I write down lots of my little like interjections and stuff like that like my my quips and my funny little jokes are usually scripted (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert y'all I script almost everything I say uh because I'm scared if I was a stand-up comedian, I I literally I would be Bo Burnham. I would have to script every fucking word. Okay, <laughs> like he meant to walk them, knock the water over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> bit. The water over. Exactly. Yes, that but you be all me. thought it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um. So I this might go. I'm gonna try to talk slower than usual because um we're trying to make sure this episode isn't two seconds long. Uh, and I know Hence I usually the talk really long fast. introduction. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I usually talk quite fast because it's how I talk. But I'm going to try to try to enunciate, take my time. Uh, but I have about one page of research sitting in front of me. So we'll see how, how long I can milk this for. All right. The 1960s, guys. New York. Upstate New York, as a matter of fact. Uh, six or more witnesses report a flying blob in kinderhook new york i also learned this is not written down so see look at that i'm already going off script i learned (laughs) um while doing some like secondary research really quickly before i logged onto this recording that kinderhook as you could imagine means children's corner kinder i knew meant children but kinderhook is it means children's corner Mm. so cute allegedly This creature was so horrifying to see that two completely armed men tucked tail and just ran right away. (laughs) Didn't try to shoot at it. No, no, they didn't shoot at it. They just literally dropped their shit and ran, which is valid. That's probably what I would, even if I had like weapons and bullets and shit, I would just be like, all right, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to go through it. Essentially, it's like four reports of this creature and that's pretty much all there is but yeah so the first recorded report was from 1962 when a 10 year old boy and his seven-year-old cousin saw it while playing in the woods here is that account quote when i was 10 years old in 1962 i was up in the woods behind our house with my cousin chari who was then age seven we both heard this really high-pitched whistle noise 
Um, then they looked for the source of the sound, and Hallenbach described a white, quote, object peering at me from behind a nearby pine tree. He would later clarify Ooh. that the statement that with, uh, like, I say peering, but in fact, it had no eyes that I could see. <laughs> so the two children hastily ran back to Hollenbach's parents' home, and, and that was that. So he, they see this this critter peeking out from behind a tree, but it's got no eyes. So it's not really peeking, hmm. but it's kind of peeking. You know? Yeah, White, okay. blob, no eyes. Peeking. Okay. Uh, um, cloud. <laughs> the lowest <laughs> cloud. <laughs> a fog, even. <laughs> a fog, if you must. A mist. <laughs> it was just a light mist, and they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's looking at us. <laughs> We gotta go. Like Everyone's so seven. horrified. Even the adult men, the armed you know, men, just saw a cloud, and they're like, ah! "Some clouds are scary. Some clouds do be do be a little scary. Storm it's clouds, clouds very <gasps> ominous." Side note: Speaking of clouds, I'm so pissed off. So um, we're recording this on May sixth. Last night was May fifth. If you know anything about astrology and folklore and witchy shit, uh, May fifth was like a really big astrological event because um, there was a full moon. It was a lunar mm-hmm. eclipse. It was during the Mercury in retrograde. It was a bunch of other shit too. Uh, and I went outside to see her, the moon, and she was not there because there were so many goddamn clouds. Anyway, I digress. So I couldn't, I didn't get to see the full moon last night mm-hmm. and I'm pissed off. Uh, anyway, most other reports, Bailey, come from adults who happened to be in the woods at the time. So it's, it's woodland reports from adults. The next flying one, in the woods doesn't seem to like flying plus woods. I feel like it's I know. Really hard. I when I like happened upon this story, I literally because this morning I again groggily jump out of bed, eyes crusty, trying my best to like find my way through the house. I've got arthritis, so it's hard for me to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I stumble my arthritic little body into the bathroom to go pee, and I'm typing on my phone, and I'm like New York cryptids and I'm scrolling through and nothing's striking my eye. And then I see blob flying blob. I said, yes, that one. (laughs) (laughs) I said, bingo. That's the one. Uh, And when I think flying blob, I'm thinking like middle of the city, you know, like, like flying over the empire state building, you know, I see like in a field, a field even. Yeah. I could see that as well. Wide open space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely an open space for sure. So, because when I think of, like, the two armed men uh, scenario, I'm thinking, like, on on the street of New York City. And, like, the blob just appears out of nowhere. Like, a UFO situation. It kind of is a UFO, I guess. Hypothetically. Okay. Anyway, so, the next report is from an unnamed man. He was hiking through the woods when he saw a, quote, big white blob floating towards him. Uh, homie was so thoroughly spooked that he turned and he sprinted, jumping over a little pond, measuring six feet in length. So bro turned into a video game character to get away from this blob. And just, you know, did a did a long sprint. Isn't that a thing? Like a long jump, long jump in the Olympics or something? Yeah, I don't know. I think so. he, he turned into an amateur long jumper. So uh, he told a friend and the friend was skeptical at first, but like a true friend, he decided to believe him and gather some other bros with pitchforks and torches to catch this creature. <laughs> I do that for you, Bailey. <laughs> I believe you would <laughs> take my pitchforks to the woods. <laughs> so they parade into the woods, weapons in hand, but then they come face to face with the blob. They turn white as sheets 
allegedly, drop their mob paraphernalia and run the opposite direction. <laughs> hmm. So obviously this creature is scarier than any of us are probably imagining. Because I'm, I, okay, I've seen a little picture, like a little drawing of the peeking behind the tree situation. And it's, it's literally, cute. it's precious. <laughs> it's very it, cute. It's honestly, I'd be like, oh my goodness, look at that little blob. I take like it home a little with marshmallow. Me. Yeah, I take it home with me. Like no, no, no. I'm doubt also in my mind. just seeing like um, a drawing of like a sheet ghost. Yes, so I'll get into that because that's this <laughs> next account actually. Who took so... their kite and put a sheet on it? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> said woo, woo, so third, yeah, the third encounter. Um, some say that it was in 1964, some say it was 1978, which is a weird span of time, but regardless, it was a run-in with the Beast with Barry Scott and Russell Lee, who were both 14 at the time. The first sign that something was hanging out with them was the tramping noise they heard outside their tent, which is oh, interesting. So it now. So it's interesting considering that it's a floating monster. So, but it, but it so what's tramping, Bailey? anyway they look outside the tent and see a critter much like the other reports but this time it was a tad more ghostly in appearance it floated more than it walked but apparently it did walk and it had a bell shape to it like someone wearing a sheet mm -hmm. so that's where that kind of depiction of it came in is that report was like that's a that's a bell-shaped motherfucker one of the kids also i didn't even write this part down one of the kids also said that it looked like the virgin mary and i was like the huh uh, and apparently that is explained by the Virgin Mary is typically described wearing like, you know, her little head thing and then like she would like robes of white and stuff being like pure virgin. Mm -hmm. So it's like that kind of silhouette of a person with a she on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no, I got it. Yeah. At first I was like, it looked like the Virgin Mary. What were you looking at? But yeah. <laughs> Person in sheets, I get like the image less. that's like on the candles and stuff. Yes, exactly. So take that I'm and not put Catholic, no features sorry, to it. it. It it is on the candles. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah no not Catholic either. I grew up Lutheran, so I kind of understand Catholicism, but then I'm also like detached from it in a very specific way, more so than other <laughs> Protestant like faiths are. So yeah. Anyway, the final and most recent report was in 2017. It was 17 American years old. So the town locals, <laughs> Owen Farley and Anthony Balanowski, yep, witnessed the blob on a late night walk. According to them, before sighting, the temperature dropped and there was a loud, high-pitched screech. The screech is reported huh. in the first one as well. So it, it does, it screeches yeah. apparently. Um, so the figure described as quote a white blob around seven feet tall this is the first time we get like a height uh, it appeared in the woods floated towards them at a high speed and the two ran away okay so yeah lots of running which i get honestly these people are smarter than than i <laughs> i don't I, w I don't think i would go closer yeah i don't know but if it's as cute as that one drawing I'd be like, hey, little buddy, <laughs> what are you doing back there? It's, it's, it's the Michelin man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is what's known as the Kinderhook blob. Mm -hmm. So in case you missed it, it looks like a blob. <laughs> 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 it has no facial features. It's white. 
It's a little blobby guy, though this particular blob is often said to have the bell shape reported in third account encounter, um, as well as the seven feet height kind of thing. Because when I think of the blob, I don't really think tall. Uh, mm. But yeah, think blob, uh, Bob the blob from the animated DreamWorks film Monsters vs. Aliens. That's the shape. <laughs> it's he's the blue guy except for this guy is white not blue so though i thinking of like a white blob really freaks my brain out because that's just not the color the blob should be it should be like red or something like See, i think of i think muck <clears throat> that little the pokemon yes like, like a purplish mud, yeah muddy that's what muddy. i was imagining yeah or I like a that. flying white? blobfish yes honestly could be that. Could be. <laughs> That's not seven feet tall, though. If that was seven feet tall, no. I think Ooh. they are. They're decently big, but not are seven they? feet. I don't feel like they're that big. They're, they're pretty. Well, they're like goopy, <laughs> which gets yeah. them pretty big. Blobfish. They're white. Size. Maybe that's why I'm imagining it. Oh, one foot long. They can reach up to more than two feet long, though. On average, they're typically one foot. They just look big when compared to like a person to me. Yeah. But yeah, they're weird ass looking fish. Anyway, it's not a blob fish. It's just a blob. Uh, so what is it though? No idea. <laughs> Most people suspect that it's an alien as you would because it's flying and it's like erythral and weird and float. You know, I alien makes sense. Um, some say it's a ghost, but to be honest, this doesn't really scream spiritual or paranormal to me at all in any way. We... <laughs> Sorry. Um, one more. Um, yes. <laughs> the sporadic appearances over, what, 50 years is weird. Yeah. that That's kind of spiritual. That's a, that's a little bit paranormal. Because usually if, you're, if it's going to be an alien encounter, it's not going to be you know, spanned over that long of a time. It's going to be like a week's worth of seeing this alien and then, you know. Yeah. Like, I think a lot uh, of the, the I demon think, situation. I feel like a lot of what we cover is, you know, it happens within like a year or a couple months. Yeah. Or it's something that's how, I mean, I guess this is, a, this is a pretty specific location. It's something that's housed in like a really, sp- like lake. The lake monsters have yes. been seen. You they know, they can't go much years. anywhere. Yeah. Other than the subterranean underwater tunnel shit, apparently, that exists between lakes. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I almost did. Uh, speaking of lake monsters, I thought about doing, I think it's called Champy, and there's also like Georgie or something. I there's think like I two or three lake monsters. I saw them, but I feel like we've been doing a lot of lake monsters recently. I didn't want to do a lake monster. That was mainly, I was scrolling through and I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, Bob! <laughs> I don't normally go for the lake monsters anyway. They're not my like forte. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. like, I don't want to. They were fun the first like three times and now they're kind of getting boring. So they're all kind of the same. Exactly. If I find one that's got like a new fun thing, maybe I'll do that yeah. one. But yeah, um, that's the blob, the Kinderhook blob, um, Shad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really do much other than squeak. So it's a squeaky toy, essentially. A very, very big blobby squeaky toy. Very, yeah, very big. <laughs> Large for very big dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's him. That's the blob. Nice. I'm surprised um, I, t- I talked even that long. 
I'm going to take us okay. to the year 2008. The year 2008. Sorry. You're so too... I'm so 2008. You're so, You're 2000 so 2000 late. Oh my god. Boom Boom Pow? <laughs> Is that by the Gotta get that. Is that Gotta get that. I think so. Gotta get that. God boom, damn. boom Boom Boom. We made a lot song. of musical references. <laughs> I think that was my. We used to play that while we did like uh, softball warm ups. Yeah, you it know, was back in two thousand eight. I there was a lot of Black Eyed Peas action happening uh, in like between like two thousand and five and two thousand and eight. In yeah. like the elementary school eras, because I remember doing like uh, like fifth grade graduation and like quote unquote graduation, doing like a little party, and I had um, my little CD, <laughs> the little CD player, you know. And I had my mm-hmm. headphones in, and I was I because it, it was a it was like a silent party, quote unquote. So if you had music to play, you could like dance, but nobody else could hear your music. So it did was, you do uh, a silent disco before they were popular? More or less, kind of. <laughs> That's what it uh, like. But if you did not have music to listen to, you had to sit on the side and play board games quietly, which is very not fun. Anyway, no. uh, yeah, graduation? I listened to the Black Eyed Peas. Woo! Kind, it was like it was like a graduation party. It wasn't we like the bowling we after didn't, my fifth grade graduation. We didn't really even do a graduation that I remember. Like it wasn't really a fifth grade graduation. It was just kind of like a you're done. Woo. <laughs> so we had a legit graduation and really? then we went bowling. Cap and gown? Uh, I think so, yeah. Or That's maybe not crazy. cap and gown. But I definitely remember having like my nephew is uh, graduating from preschool and he's got a $20 cap and gown. <laughs> mm. No, I don't think we had cap and gown. I do remember like buying an outfit though. I wore, Wild. I think they were either pink or blue, Bermuda cute. shorts. Oh, um, cute. <laughs> it was that era. Um, I've seen pictures had... of young Bailey. That sounds very young Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also went to the elementary school that's like, it was really, really close to the bowling alley. Yeah. Like, I think. You, I think have to. I think they walked there. I forgot that we had a bowling alley. Yeah, well, I mean, we had it up until like mid high school. God, you're right. We really yeah. did. Anyway, I didn't walk there. Mom drove me. We went and got lunch, and then met the rest of my class cute. in the bowling alley. That's cute. I didn't get anything that cute. I think we did like one of those AR reading parties too, and like only the fifth graders were invited, kind of, and like we had like those this the. The like blow up thing. Oh my god, we did a different. We did like we went to like a blow up park essentially with like water and stuff. Huh. They brought yeah. it to us. If you like met your AR goals, like all year. They also brought it to us uh, on certain occasions. It kind of depended on the depended on the year. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I won an award my fifth grade year because I had the most AR points. Ooh. <laughs> it was like five hundred. I think I was always like second. <laughs> it was me and a. He'll never listen, so it doesn't really matter. Me and Bryson Krebs. Yeah, I was about to say a name too because he'll never listen. Uh, I think he was always first and I was second. It was Colton McAllister. Motherfucker knew how to read. He was reading like the whole. He read like the entire Holy Bible for AR points. <laughs> Shit was crazy. He, I, I was never going to catch up to him. <laughs> Everyone else would have like. You know, eight, ten AR points, like yeah. as a goal per semester or per nine weeks. And 
like my that's how many goal was as many as possible <laughs> my personal goal was as many as possible i think mine was normally set at like you know 15 or 20 and then my yeah. last like nine weeks miss brown i think was her name is t brown because we had a miss d brown and a miss t brown Uh-oh. um in fifth grade <laughs> um miss t brown let me set my own goal and i picked 40 points because <laughs> i was said, a nerd actually this time you do it yourself <laughs> No, I think we've like, been undershooting. <laughs> but if that tells you how many, like, if other people's, if mine was like forty, that's like pretty high. When everyone else was like eight or nine, that's tell you how many like points per book. And I think I ended up with like somewhere either three hundred or five hundred points by the end of the year. Yeah, if that tells you how much I was. See, yeah, I I was the type of kid who I only got as many points as I got because I, not because I read more than anyone else, but because I read the higher point books. See, I did both. I would read the high point books and I would read a lot of them. I read quite a lot. Like I always, I remember because Goosebumps for some reason were like a higher point value than other books i think it was like difficulty too like not just like length but like the difficulty they were like graded reading i think i was reading on like a 12th grade reading level (laughs) i think i was too uh but yeah i I remember getting home and going downstairs to the couch that used to be down there and literally sitting there for three hours straight finishing a goosebump book every single day because i just Mm. fucking i i would slam through the goosebumps man I loved a good spooky tale, even then. I like don't remember what I was reading at the time. I don't think it was Goosebumps. I feel like I read <laughs> 39 Clues maybe in fifth grade. Oh my god, I totally did. That shit was crazy. Um, it was, I read, fourth grade was when I read Twilight, Harry <laughs> Potter, and Percy Jackson all oh like god. that year. God <laughs> um, damn. Yeah. I think I picked up the 39 Clues because I think the first book is written by Rick Redorden. Mm, Speaking of um, Percy Jackson, let's get into my cryptid. Um, <laughs> is your cryptid Percy Jackson himself? <laughs> it is not. I wish it was. I wish it was. But You would know a lot. <laughs> I did I did pick this cryptid out because it did remind me of something in the books. So well, let's move on. So okay. Yeah. Speaking of spooky tales that I love, let's go to uh, the next spooky tale. <laughs> yes. I've already said we're in 2008. That's where this whole conversation started. Um, so I'm at, like, imagine this. It's, 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 it's July 2008. It's a really warm summer day. And you, your name is Jenna Hewitt, um, and your friends okay. Rachel Goldberg and Courtney Froon. Um, have decided, sorry, <laughs> have decided to take an afternoon scroll on the beach of Ditch Plains. You know, you're you're chit chatting it up during your stroll, having fun as you like take your break, enjoy the sunshine. Um, you've even brought your camera with you, is what I wrote. Um, I have since researched, and in fact, Jenna took, she took a photo. We'll get to the photo in a second. She took the photo on her iPhone or like a phone, not her actual camera, but um, I. I always have my camera with me. I digress. Your camera's with you. Um, perhaps to, you know, snap some photos of the waves or your friends at the right moment. There might even be a few surfers out on the water today. This was like a fairly popular like surfing spot. Um, so you and your friends are like traveling through the sand, looking for a place to lay down your towel and finally take a seat. Um, up ahead, though, there seems to be a small gathering of people. Well gathering um 
They do that sometimes. They do that. Um, not to be left out. You and your friends head up that way to see what this whole spectacle is about. Like, what are we all looking at? But when you reach it, you aren't sure what you're looking at. Oh. There's something clearly dead washed up on the shore. But dead is all you can figure out. Okay. Conveniently, uh, your camera's in your hands, a.k.a. your phone. Um, and you snap a quick photo of the weird creature and move on with your day. You said that was weird. Anyway, back to the sand. <laughs> it's kind of what happened. Um, so July 12th, 2008, Jenna takes the photo of the washed up creature. By July 23rd, a story is being run with the photo that Jenna had taken um, with the headline, The Hound of Bonnickville. And from there, the story and all the speculations kind of took off. Hound? How'd a hound get out of the water? <laughs> <laughs> um it is truly a strange looking creature in this photo um time to google well i have to do what the, that's not it's actually that's not its name uh, okay. that's just what the headline was i'll get to the name in like two paragraphs so just pause while i okay. tell you what okay. it looks like okay. um so it's bloated and hairless Same. um <laughs> <laughs> the face is what really had people talking though um the creature appears to be a mammal it's got four limbs a tail um and there's like the presence of teeth and perhaps the remnants of fur and it's at the very least a quadruped like i said but that's all with what appears to be the beak of a bird huh yes it's a strange amalgamation it's a griffin maybe um, it's a strange amalgamation of animals reminiscent of perhaps ancient Paleolithic times. Interesting, interesting. So are we looking at the remains of a modern day dinosaur? Yes. Maybe. Is it some weird mammal washed up on the shore? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> but people are certainly about to theorize, that's for sure. Well, yeah, that's what people are good at. <laughs> so let's fast forward. Today, this photo and creature recognized under the name the Montauk Monster. So Montauk is, I think, the beach. I'm going to get to my Percy Jackson explanation. <laughs> I think okay. Montauk is where Percy Jackson and his mother go to, like, stay for the night right before they're attacked by the Minotaur. And he goes to camp for the first time. So I saw uh, the name. I saw the name yeah. and I was like, is this about the Minotaur? It's not. I wish it was. The mini Minotaur. Fun. Yeah. Um, this is a weird-ass looking creature. And there's lots weird. of, um, you Google the montauk monster and 90 percent of these pictures are the uh sensitive content ahead like, yes pictures because well yes. obviously oh because it's dead and it's sad yeah so it's so sad like i said the, today this photo and creature are recognized under the name the montauk monster a name coined by the man himself the lover of alliteration lauren coleman lauren coleman you need to make um, so him it, a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point, I say lover of alliteration because he also named the Dover Demon. Yes, he did. <laughs> and I mentioned Dover it earlier. Demon. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny. I wasn't going to say anything when you mentioned it. <laughs> um, Montauk Monster, Dover Demon. He really likes yeah. these, like, you know, double He does. He and he enjoys a good little, like, uh, like a ditty sounding little name. <laughs> <laughs> um so at some point between the photo being taken and the story like really blowing up um the photo did reach the desk of our beloved coleman of course it did coincidentally nothing gets day, by that man 
Coincidentally, the day the photo was taken and time-stamped, July 12th, is also his birthday. Oh, cute. Happy birthday. So July first... 12th? We should do something on July 12th for Lauren <laughs> Coleman. Um, well, I think you'll be up here. Oh my god. I oh my god, I will. The 11th, yeah. Daily! <laughs> we gotta make a post for Lauren Coleman. Um, so it's it, July 12th is also his birthday, so when it first, like, when it first came to him, he was like, "This is weird. Is someone trying to hoax me? Is like a gift? A, a Happy break? birthday! Here's a hoax." <laughs> yeah, that, who knows? He, he, one of the articles like spoke to him, and like put his quotes in the article, and so he says that when he was like interviewed about this thing. <laughs> so, yeah, he was like, "It's my birthday. I didn't know what was really going on, but you know, I decided to investigate." Um, best birthday ever. So it was interesting enough for Coleman to like put the doubt aside and begin to investigate it himself. And what he found was, well, nothing. Oh. Absolutely nothing. Cool. That's not without trying, though. Um, after all, he is based out of Maine, and New York really isn't that far of a drive. So yeah. he tries to reach out to Jenna Hewitt um, and one of her friends, but he was basically ghosted. Um, he said that they seemed to have found the creature and then disappeared. Like, he could not get in contact with any of them. Like, ask oh. about that day, like, what it was like. Um, even worse, when he tried to make arrangements to view slash study the body, it, um, quote, nobody would produce it. What? So, of course, <laughs> the body has disappeared. Yes. What else would happen to a strange possible cryptid washed up on the shore? Well, you when can't have, we... have the body. That would be too obvious. Be too obvious. <laughs> when have we ever had to study the body? Other than... Meth hogs. Meth hogs we studied. We studied the Pedro man. Mm -hmm. The, the Nimrigar. The Nimrigar, And we yeah. tried to do studies of the Iceman. Minnesota, maybe? Yes. You're right. But other than that, most bodies just up and disappear. Yeah, like so this one disappeared. Row. This one disappeared. No one knows for sure what happened to it. Those who saw it, like, actually washed up on the shore that day, remarked that it was fairly small, um, around the size of a house cat. So it oh. easily, it could have easily, like, finished decomposing and the skeletal remains, like, washed back into the ocean or scattered in the sand. I don't think this is a particularly, like, fine sand. So it would make sense that, um, you know, smaller bones could have gotten just, like, lost within yeah the mix um jenna says that um a guy just took it and put it in the woods in his backyard so there's that how does she know, <laughs> I, <don't> know. <laughs> uh, I mean i believe it especially okay if this was in the south i'd be like yeah that's absolutely what happened <laughs> um, though, they're, they're a little different so like it says that's kind of the end of the story <laughs> A strange creatures washed up on a beach in New York. Some photos are taken and published. The news and the internet takes the story and runs. But there's no testing done or proof on what the animal could have been. Interesting. No proof doesn't mean we don't have any ideas on what it could well, have been. Well, of though. course. <laughs> Option one. What? It's a chimera that escaped from a near yeah. from the nearby Plum Island Animal Disease Center. Oh, yeah. 
um, aka a government experiment. I mean, yeah, there's always going to be that theory. <laughs> yes. So there is, um, not too far off from the shore where this is found, is the Plum Island um, Animal Disease Center, I guess, where they are doing oh. testing. So who knows? Could have been that. Yeah, valid. Um, option 1.5 that I really didn't do. No one really suggested it. I think it looks kind of like a dinosaur. It does look a little bit like a dinosaur. Uh, uh, like mammal-esque with beak is a very dinosaur trait. <laughs> that is a very dinosaur trait. That's why I said reminiscent of the Paleolithic yeah. times. Yeah. But no and one like, really where... has that theory other than me. No, because like, it sounds... I do. It's us two. It's <laughs> it's Addie. We're going to come up with a theory. So, because hear me out. Where did it come from? It's like mammally. But it has a beak, which doesn't really sound like your average water monster. So mm -hmm. I don't know. But like it had to have come from the water because otherwise people would have seen it like come in there and and die. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if this is. So it had to be washed up. Is this a fresh thing? Has it been preserved on some ice and it's like just now like melted and like come up to yeah. the so shore? I don't like really know. I didn't really write this down, but I'm going to bring it up now before I get to the other theories. Because the first two theories are really the only ones that make a cryptid dinosaur or, um, yeah. Well, and beaks experiment. are a common feature on like octopi. Mm. It could listen. Hear me out. Could be mammal octopus chimera situation. <laughs> <laughs> Come mm. from deep, deep below the water. There's so much shit in the water. You'll never know. Mm -hmm. We don't know Option anything about the water. <laughs> option two it's a mm -hmm. sea turtle without its shell oh so that beaks would are also on turtles yes this <laughs> it would explain like the strange elongated quote hands and the beak-like mm -hmm. mouth that would certainly make sense for a sea turtle however sea turtles don't have teeth or fur yeah um yeah. and their shells are fused with their spines so they like cannot be removed from their shell in that way yeah no turtles are are meant to be in their shells <laughs> so the only way this could be a turtle is if it was like i don't know how it got to that size because sea turtle babies are really small um yeah born without a shell but i don't think that's i that seems it wouldn't have lived unlikely. yeah yeah, it wouldn't have lived and it wouldn't have gotten to that size if it had lived even for a moment. Mm -hmm. It so, wouldn't have grown, you know. Because sea turtles can sea turtles can get fucking big. So that would would have been like, you know, a juvenile, but not a baby. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I not quite. <laughs> Option three, it's a rodent. They don't really mm -hmm. specify what kind of rodent, they just say rodent in general. This is largely based on the size and perhaps the tail that can be seen in the photo. Um, but while the creature had teeth, it's missing the distinctive like incisors of a rodent at the front of its yeah. mouth. Yeah. I did look, I, I, when I looked at it, I was like, that looks kind of wombat-y. You know? Mm -hmm. It does. <laughs> it, it, like, it looks vaguely vaguely large rodent-esque i get it but yeah they, um, they've got them chewing teeth yes option four it's a dog this one is it fairly popular <laughs> aka um aka that's why the title of the hound of bonka bonka bill yeah bon bonic bonicville there it is i keep putting the c in the wrong place yes um bonkickville <laughs> <laughs> bonk Bonnockville, I think is how Bonnick. it is. 
Yeah, that makes sense. But many believe that this might have been the remains of a pit bull, even. I saw one theory Mm. suggest that it may have been, like, thrown into the water after losing an illegal dogfighting ring. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The body is especially canine-like. A coyote was also often suggested. Um, But remember that it's only supposed to be the size of a house cat. So I don't think it's a pit bull. Yeah, pit bulls Um, typically get a little bit bigger than house cats. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and to continue to discount the dog theory, there is, um, dogs have, like, a pretty prominent brow bone, almost, um, and the shape of the skull of this creature, from what we can tell, seems to be pretty, like, convex, like, pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have, like, I guess the dip that you might see in a canine skull. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people said that the feet don't match up with dog feet. That does make sense. <laughs> Though anything could happen to feet. Appendages? Come on. Yes. Option five, and this is the most currently, like, accepted theory. Mm-hmm. It's the Aliens. body of a raccoon. Oh, or that. A raccoon? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, huh? so, so something that I haven't mentioned yet is the, the existence is the existence of more than a single photo. Um, so oh. when typically when you look it up, you get the photo that Jenna took. There were other people with cameras on the beach that day. Um, lesser known, so much that I only found these photos on a single site. Um, but there are photos taken by um, a photographer by the name of Christina Pamplemon. Um, so she also came across the body and took photos of her own. These photos show the other side of the body and give you a more detailed look at the face. Especially what many were believing to be that bird beak. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I just saw a picture of an illustration of a raccoon laying the same way that the mm-hmm. monster is. <laughs> yes. Um, so, with Pamplemon's uh, photos, we can see that the beak is, in fact, probably um, like an exposed navel cavity. So, the consequences of yeah. the nose and like other facial tissue having like decomposed. The second, the second set of photos also gives a better look at what appears to be the gray fur on the body. Mm-hmm. So according to Tetrapod Zoology, aka Tetzu, Tetzu. Um, who did kind of a study of like decomposition like on the beach and how it might form, um, one of the first thing that happens to bodies that end up in like moving water, you know, tossed and like rolled by the waves, mm-hmm. um, the first thing that happens is the fur comes off. So now you have an hairless body. Yes. Um, you have all the decomposition de- chemicals of death bloating the body yes bloated and hairless it's going to make anything look different from what yeah, absolutely <laughs> what it looks like in life um the nose and facial tissue on the skin and the hands and feet sorry i read that there was a pause there the nose and facial tissues one and two the skin and the hands on, of the hands and the feet are the mm-hmm. next to go leaving partially exposed skull and the exposed muscle muscle and tissue on the hands and feet um so this is the state that the monster was found in the first level or so of decomposition um did you take your headphones off no does it say i took my headphones off no but i can hear myself oh weird no i'm i'm just chilling straight vibing 
Hmm. Um. So yeah, we it it's found in this first level of decomposition or so. Um, the raccoon or a raccoon has a skull that matches the appearance of the smooth like convex yes. of the monster. Um, the strange elongated hands and feet. That's the human-like fingers of a raccoon. Yeah, they do got a little weird fingers, don't they? Um, the only hesitation is that some seem to think that the hind legs on this creature seem to be a bit longer than what you might see on a raccoon. But Tetsu chalks it up to raccoons being surprisingly leggy. They are pretty leggy. And this motherfucker's been tossed around in the water for a bit, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, not a dinosaur or escape ex- experiment, but just a poor raccoon that ended up in the ocean. That's sad. Rest in peace, raccoon. So yeah, that's the that's the story of the Montauk monster. Um, since Love then, have several have been found, basically. Um, yeah, I'm they seeing all have, like, a lot of another Montauk monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Just weird, decomposed, bloated, hairless things on the beach. But that's any beach, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Me, um, the Montauk monster, same thing. Honestly, same. Like, <laughs> we just don't really fall out here, you know? You find me laying on the beach and you'll be like, is that? <laughs> and, you know, maybe. Maybe I am. One thing I didn't right but i'm remembering it being noted in at least one source is that um i don't know how well you can tell the photos i think between jenna's photos and christina's photos the body appears to be a different color christina's photos seem to be a little bit lighter while jenna's is darker it's noted that the body may be like sunburned basically oh um even after death come on (laughs) by the time that like jenna got to it Leave this poor critter be. <laughs> so. Yep. Not just, a monster, a raccoon, just a raccoon, but no one knew what it was. <laughs> Valid. I mean, if I saw that, and I was like, it what does is that? look like a raccoon. <laughs> it doesn't immediately scream raccoon to me. Now, it wouldn't no. immediately scream like, whoa, chimera, sea monster. <laughs> I mean, add a few tentacles or something, and maybe we'll talk about it being a sea monster. But, yeah, no. If I saw it, I'd be like, wow, that that mammal really had a tough time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just very... To me, it looks kind of um, cougar-esque. Yeah, it looks like a a small cat. And I mean, raccoons look like small cats. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or I guess big cats. If you think about it, like a small big cat. <laughs> yeah. So. so yeah, I don't think I can classify this one as a Brad Chad or a Chad. It's just dead. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. Rest in peace to the Montauk monster. <laughs> <laughs> it just had a rough go of it, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of looking at it. It's kind of gross. Yeah, I've, I have exited out of that. <laughs> I uh, So it actually reminds me a lot of... We found a... So um, my uh, my house, right, is... It's my, it's my childhood home, and there are a surprising number of feral cats outside. Oh, did you find a dead one? Danny? Well, you see, cats 
do this thing where they die <laughs> in mm. the wild a lot. And it was not a kitten. We have found a lot of dead kittens because um, a lot of them give birth in places where they think are safe, but in the summer heat, uh, we'll cook them like little baby chickens. So mm. we find a lot of dead kittens, but we found our first like fully decomposed. We don't go to the side yard very often. So we went to the side yard where like the AC unit is mm-hmm. and we found a fully decomposed cat skeleton and it had been like rummaged a bit but like the skull part had some of that like weird decomposed hairy do you still have the skull it is somewhere we have it somewhere that's cool okay it's kind of sad but also cool okay it's really cool so my dad (laughs) had a biology degree and he did a lot of like zoology and like one of his courses was taxidermy and homeboy had lots of skulls i grew up with lots of animal skulls (laughs) yeah and i think that they're very interesting i think that it's really cool that that's like that it stays behind even after the creature has passed away uh but yeah so we we found Lots of tiny rib bones. They were kind of cute. <laughs> I hate I hate to say that, but they were kind of cute. Um, yeah, the skull, we ended up finding, it, it was like kind of torn apart, but like we found the mandible along with the, the skull bit. And I ended up finding, because um, some of the teeth were missing, but I did find the two uh, canines. So mm-hmm. it looked pretty fucking cool. <laughs> but yeah, it had that like, um, it had a few patches of that skin that has like little weird hairs and it was like dry it was like like dry like plastic mm-hmm. um, but yeah it looks a lot like the skin of the montauk monster gotcha so that's why i brought it up anyway <laughs> i will never forget finding a full lizard skeleton in hillman's greenhouse yeah things went to him to die <laughs> I found a baby uh, in my in-laws like fancy house there. <laughs> it's their like event venue. I found in the master bathroom a baby, like a baby gecko skeleton. Mm. It was like full it was like fully preserved and decomposed. It was really cool. Uh, but uh, like geckos are typically made of a lot of um, not collagen. <laughs> why, <laughs> why can I not think of it? Oh my god. The, the, the squishy parts that are like kind of bone but not like our noses cartilage cartilage oh my god they're made of a lot of, of like mostly cartilage so i ended up not being able to keep the skeleton because it uh turned to dust pretty quick <laughs> mm-hmm. so oops but yeah it was pretty cool i love skeletons <laughs> <laughs> yeah new york um i mean safe-ish what if we yeah the blob no, is go ahead. scary i'll talk to you later i would say the blob is scary but like doesn't do shit it just kind of yells at you and makes you run away supposedly scary i don't know allegedly scary yeah. i have a reason to believe that they were running for nothing because it seems cute as hell to me <laughs> <laughs> and again if you don't go in the woods it's not it's not anywhere else really and that's something i don't do <laughs> yeah it's something i do do but that's okay i'm willing to take the risk <laughs> <laughs> You're not in the uh, woods of Kinderhook, though. You're fine. Yeah. Kinderhook is really where it is. I mean, there were a a few other places, but, like, Kinderhook is where it really is, so I'm just not going to go there, and then I'm good. Yeah. It's fine. I'm not worried about it. I feel pretty safe in New York. (laughs) Well, okay, the people, debatable. But, like, cryptid-wise, I feel pretty safe in New York. (laughs) (laughs) 
What did I tell them they should do with our socials earlier? Some something about we would tell them later about socials, and we have them. We do. <laughs> I don't know what I told you to comment though. Oh yeah, damn. <laughs> it's been an hour. I'm like, it I has. Yeah, so the socials, you can comment anything your heart desires, really. You could tell us your AR tell us reading what we points. Asked earlier. <laughs> you could tell us what we asked earlier. How many books did you read in elementary school? Did you yeah. do AR reading? Do you know what the hell we're talking about? Because <laughs> I think it's, go- I mean, it's gone now. As soon as we were out of elementary, they didn't do it anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's a thing. So if you guys it's don't know, um, you had to read a book and then test on the contents of the book to get your points to get your points and the more points you got the more really cool prizes you got so if you got like 10 plus you get a, like a pencil like one of those stencils <laughs> a stencil which is a scented pencil they were really cool cotton candy was one of my favorites um <laughs> and if if you got enough guess what you could get a book <laughs> i don't think we had prizes i don't remember doing that oh we did prizes and oh and then if you got like if your class as a total got enough, then your class would get to go to the like party, like the AR party. Mm-hmm. I think ours was individualized. I think it really? was just whoever like, if you did it by yourself, then you got to go to the party, <laughs> and everyone else had to sit behind and not participate. Maybe there was an element of that. I think there was a year I had to sit out the party, but it was it wasn't because I didn't get enough points. It was because I'm disabled. <laughs> we, it also might have been that we had the party, but then also within walking distance is sonic so maybe those who met their goals got to like walk to sonic Mm. and get a slash yeah yeah there were there were times where we were allowed to walk to it was only when we got to fifth grade or higher we got to walk to the bullocks oh maybe i shouldn't tell a name because that is i i don't know if there's any other of that type of gas station (laughs) it's a gas station uh and it's near my home so don't locate me (laughs) and we got to walk there because it's like right next to the elementary school that i went to so Mm-hmm. And we got to like, as long as you brought money, you could buy snacks from the gas station. Mm. Yeah. So not Sonic, but a gas station. <laughs> I think we got to walk to. Let's get to walk to the library. My elementary school is in a really convenient lo- location. <laughs> yes, much more convenient than mine. <laughs> we got to Mine's walk to the next library to the interstate. <laughs> yeah, we get to walk to the library too. God damn. That's not, I literally hadn't, I never went to the library until high schoolish area, I guess junior high, when we started going to Animaniacs, <laughs> which was essentially cosplay club. Library so cosplay kid, club. The library always did like reading challenges over the summer. I was that kid. Yeah. Or like if you went on certain days, they'd have like things hidden, like within the books, and you could like find. It'd be like May and they'd have like butterflies hidden throughout the library and you could find find it and bring it to the library and get a prize. Yeah. Shit's crazy. Anyway, it's uh, we been have enough socials. Time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> socials. Um, HDY podcast on anything. Yep. And then if you want to give us your money, you could uh, find us on our Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com slash HDY podcast. Yeah. And you should go to New York. I wish I could. <laughs> if you've been to new york or seen the montauk monster or maybe the blob let us know um, oh my god I, let me know if you've seen the blob i would love to know if it's actually as scary as people say or if it's just kind of a cute little white guy um <laughs> it's yoga podcast at gmail.com yeah i've been danny and i've been bailey 
Bye. Bye.